There are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. There's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute, a podcast about conspiracies. My name is Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Gentlemen. Start your engines. Uh, I almost did too. You almost started your engine? I almost said it. How are we, boys? Well, thank you. Very yeah. well. How are you? Good. Good. Salty? Yeah, I'm good. Can't complain, you know? If you did, no one would listen. Well, I was going to say that now we've dispensed with the pleasantries, we could get on with the, the show, but uh, that wasn't very pleasant at all. Let's talk about super soldiers. Let's. What did we learn about super soldiers? Oh, um, do we want to give a shout out, a thank you to the person who gave us the, the sent us this stack of YouTube channels with uh, all sorts of fun links, and, and I, this is where this was inspired from. And I thought to myself, before we start, I should bring their name up onto our into my screen so I can read it out and thank them, and now I can't find it. <laughs> Last one. Uh, thank you, James Flower, for for sending this one in. Cam, feel free to edit that if you want. Yeah, I will. Don't worry. I'll <laughs> I'll edit it to make you look even more awkward. Yeah. Uh, Super Soldiers. He sent us this uh, with some YouTube links, and yeah, seemed to be pretty interesting. It was a, a deep world of people who claim to be super soldiers, and people who are victims of you know the general super soldier programs. Yeah, uh, a slight content warning on this one as well. There's some suppressed memory stuff. Some of the some of the people, I don't know. It's curious to be what they're suppressing. So, all right, can I talk about the guy that I looked at? Yes. Absolutely. So, I, I was firstly I was surprised to discover that there are like super soldier conferences, or at least there were pre-COVID. I, mm. although I, I'm guessing that they still carried on through COVID because their super soldier DNA would be resistant, surely. Yeah, although War of the Worlds would tell us that aliens, which a lot of these people claim to be or using alien technology, can be brought down by the common cold. Yeah, so imagine what COVID does to them. Yeah, uh, which maybe is why COVID has been such a thing. Maybe it's part of the galactic war. Yeah, there's probably people who think that COVID was sent here by Martians. Mm. So the main guy that I looked at is a guy called James Casbolt, a.k.a. Michael Prince. Right. And he has a curious story, which begins, uh, he becomes an assassin at the age of 16 in uh, back in the UK. I believe in Bro- he's from Brighton, maybe, oh, yeah. which he describes as the sex capital of Britain. 
Right. I've been to Brighton. What was it? The sex capital? Uh, not from memory. I, I mean, I didn't see any going on in the streets. It was very busy. It was like Easter time. So the sexiest of holidays. He became an assassin. He worked for MI6. Then he goes to the United States. He meets a woman online, the heiress to a billion dollar supermarket company. Sounds legit. Marries her, uh, then joins the US Army and goes to fight for them overseas. Then he ends up divorcing the billionaire heiress and starts threatening to release nude photos of her on the internet. Uh, and he's then at the same time sending threatening messages to various other women under other aliases, including Slenderman, at which point he is arrested for stalking and revenge porn stuff and sentenced to 12 years in jail. Cam, now, we're going to take a step back because, I mean, I know we, we uh, you know where I'm going to go with this. What was Slenderman involved in again? He pretended to be Slenderman ah, okay. when, he was, when he was threatening some random woman. Actually, okay. not a random woman. He was threatening like a celebrity surfer. Right. Okay. How does someone that lives in Brighton get to know celebrity surfers? I guess there's a beach there. It was just, but it was just someone he bumped into on the street and became fixated on. Now, I know what you're thinking. A fantastical story, surely all made up. And only about 50% of it was. Right. So he did marry the billionaire heiress of a supermarket chain. He married uh, the, heir, the heir to the mayor fortune apparently they have like 200 supermarkets in the united states right. and he he did work for the u.s military for a short time uh who clearly don't have any sort of google new recruits policy <laughs> because if they had googled him they would have discovered that this guy claims to be a super soldier and an mi6 assassin all of which is clearly not true he would have got a, a fast promotion up the ranks then if yeah, they had you'd, a <laughs> you'd think so they'd be like oh well th- yeah we can Dispense with the normal soldier programs. We can just get this guy straight into our super soldier program. Mm. So, also, yeah. what did he get up to as a super soldier? Just a side note: there are a few places that are apparently pretty good for surfing around Brighton. Yeah, as I said it, I realised that that I th- I'm pretty sure there might be a, a semi-pro or if not pro surf le- a league of the surf tour there. Right. So yeah, apologies to the good surfers of Brighton. I don't know if he necessarily did all of this in Brighton. That's just where he'd sort of come from at one point. Right. And he, he, he moved around the world a bit. But the weird thing, I, I saw a lot of weird stuff with him. I watched one really long interview he did with a woman called Kerry Cassidy, who is the CEO and founder of Project Camelot, who I think is linked in with a lot of these guys. Hmm. And they did this interview at, the super soldier conference that she held in Las Vegas at the Gold Coast Hotel back in like 2011 or something. And there've been multiple of these conferences. And I have to wonder what the Gold Coast Hotel or any hotel in Las Vegas thinks when like they get booked for the super soldier slash mind control (laughs) conference. They must just be constantly having cooked shit like that there, right? Well, there was all there was like that big QAnon conference in Las Vegas mm. like last year at the height of the pandemic. Because you think like where, where has big conference rooms and, and and rooms for booking out and stuff? Casinos, right? It Casinos has- and places like that. So, fucking casino capital of the world must be conference central. It also has the um, implied discretion of Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Which yeah, is so a- we- 
it's especially important when you are, you know, spilling the beans on the fact that you've been working for the shadow government, the Illuminati, whether you're working for the Zionist faction or the Fourth Reich, mm. the, the continuation of the Nazi regime, uh, you don't want people blabbing about it, you know, with speaking yeah. in confidence. Or even when you, you just... You, you, ch- you, know, you got to make sure you don't chuck the video up on BitChute afterwards. Yeah, or just on YouTube, which is what <laughs> these people have all done. <laughs> they haven't even... It's not even any sort of peer-to-peer weird crypto thing. <laughs> um, a lot of long YouTube streams about this stuff. If there is any grain of truth to any of it, it has been picked over for hours at least already. Well, there could be grains of truth to it and no one would know because who's watching this stuff? But, oh, no. No, some of these get, people get hits. They're getting like 18,000 views on like two-hour chats about being a super soldier. This hour 20 interview on the Project Camelot YouTube thing has 322,000 views. Yeah. And their channel has 312,000 subscribers. And it's all just absolute tosh. And it's also very much in the vein of the stuff that they said they were cracking down on. But anyway, that's besides the point. I think they can't crack on down, down on this so much because it's so vague. Like, they're not saying... It's just they're not relating it to modern politics at all. Yeah, they're not saying, the, you know, the election's not real. Although <laughs> this guy, uh, in this interview, they talk about Obama a fair bit because uh, this is from, like, 2013. Okay. Uh, and whether Obama is uh, a reptilian or whether he's, you know, descended from ancient Egyptians or whether he's a, uh, you know, a, a Marxist. And so which faction of the Illuminati he's with but one of the most interesting things is that uh, they determined that Obama's mum is white. No, that his mum is black and that his dad is white. And that the official story, they just switched it. Uh, and it's like, what purpose does that serve? <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of on par with all, all this stuff is. It's just stuff. They're just saying stuff with no, like, no attempt to justify why... No attempt to, um, you know, prove anything. It's just screeds and screeds of, you know, the ancient Egyptians did this with the Mars people and now Obama's parents have switched race. At one point she says to them, so did you ever have any dealings with very tall people? And he says, do you mean Nephilim tall or grey tall? (laughs) (laughs) The only two types of tall. (laughs) But this was actually sort of a weird interview Because these guys, I guess we've talked about, like, targeted individuals in the past before. And these guys, a lot of these guys sort of fall into that category that they think that, you know, there's this vast conspiracy against them. And we've talked in the past about what sort of might drive that in terms of busted fight or flight responses. Mm. But these guys have got this other sort of layer, which I think might just be toxic masculinity bolted onto the top of it. Where they, they're out there saying, you know, I'm part of an MK Ultra experiment or Project Monarch or whatever, but they're also, they don't want to be seen as victims. So they're sort of saying, you know, I'm, act, I'm an active participant in this stuff. But a lot of them were saying they're, they're, they're not active in it. I don't, th- this was just these guys were saying, you know, some of it, I, you know, I don't remember a lot of it because I have to wipe my memory so that I don't, you know, just go blabbing to Project Camelot about it all. Hmm. But some of it, they're saying, you know, I volunteer for this. I think that, the, you know, there's an overpopulation problem on Earth. They're sort of 
they're coming at it from a very different angle to the normal targeted individual thing. Which then puts it more in line with the, the QAnon stuff where it's we're secretly saving the universe. Yeah. But in this, they're like, they're sort of incorporating, they're saying there is a conspiracy. I think they're saying basically all of the conspiracies that you know about are true, but we're sort of, we're coming from the other side where we're saying it's not a bad thing that we're trying to bring in a transhumanist agenda. We're trying to save humanity with it, which I did see a little bit of actually with QAnon last year. We was sort of like an expansion on the, the 5G's power towers being repurposed by Donald Trump. Mm. I saw a bit of stuff about how, you know, what we, we do want to bring in, you know, a benevolent AI <laughs> and that sort of thing. And that's sort of the end goal. And people were pushing back against it as well. But there were people that were sort of in favour of that. Yeah, right. It's a real jumbled up mixture of all the things. Yes. Is what I found. And kind of, <laughs> you know, all the things we've touched on in this last however long we've been talking are like things we've done entire episodes on. You know, you've got 5G, you've got um, Super so oh, not Super Soldier, sorry, uh, Egyptians, Nephilim. Like, there are so many bits to this, and it's just, it's just a soup. Well, these are also the guys that were talking about, like, different converging alternate timelines and stuff. Yeah. I saw a little them. bit. I, I chucked on one video, and they were just talking about, now, at this conference, we're going to be talking about the converging timelines, and, and there was all these different people in Windows, and I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there's one guy. I don't think I, don't think I noted much down, but... He was saying in one timeline, he was doing yeah, saving saving the world in one way, but in the different timeline, he was actually a different person. Um, right? Yeah. Did he just play that Bioshock game and really like it? I don't think I've played that. What was that one? Uh, Bioshock Infinite. Ah, uh, it's one of the only video games I've ever played all the way through. What? Yeah. What? That's confusing. Uh, let's not get too caught up what on it. What do you it. mean that's confusing? Let's not get too caught up on it because I have to cut out the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I suppose for people who are going to go play that game that's like 10 years old. It's a, it's still it's a modern classic, Salty. Is it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. So, Cam, did you have any more about your, uh, your mate? Well, I was just surprised to discover that he actually married a billionaire heiress and then just ruined it all by being crazy. <laughs> yeah. He like, also dropped in the chat something about clones. Oh, yeah. So he, he had a lot going on. Uh, one of the things was that he and a bunch of these guys would have, you know, alternate personalities who would do different missions. And so at one point, the interviewer says to him, like, you know, when you emailed me about this before, you were, sort of had a much more congenial tone. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's because that was... And, but no, then she was like, is that because that was a different personality who was reaching out to me? And he's like, yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> like, <laughs> she really served it up to him. <clears throat> but he's like, you know, a lot of these guys, they'll have like their sort of their front personality, which is the nice, the nice guy that they trumpet out to the world. And in the background, they have, you know, their more primal personalities who they try and suppress but I'm sort of like the opposite. So that was probably the nice guy that was talking to you, but I've tried to have my primal personalities come out to the fore. So now, you know, now I'm a bit meaner. That's like, fuck off. You're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> but he, part of this also with these guys is they say, oh, you know, they've cloned us. So they've got all these clones of us, but the clones die really quickly. And so his quote was, you know, you don't want a whole load of clones running around, which is true. 
Yeah. Hey, you don't. Uh, do you know how the men in black get around that? How? Well, so this is uh, from James Rink, who is another another super soldier. And he was saying that the men in black definitely exist, as, as we know. Um, they are created by cattle mutilation. And oh, he's that's kind why of, they're always doing it. Yeah. So, and well, he was kind of annoyed at the method of mutilating ca- camel, uh, sorry, ca- camel, cattle. They say, uh, he says that they don't even bother growing their own cows, they steal them. <laughs> that's, uh, and then the, that's cheap. It is cheap. The government or whoever the, whoever the universal Mars government, get a ranch. I guess it's one of those things, though, where you don't want that paperwork. Like that leads back to you where some oh, some dickhead congressman is going to be you know, calling people into an estimates hearing and being like, what's this line item for 500 cattle to be mutilated that the, the, the CIA has put in their budget this year? What's that all about? And then you have to admit it all because you're on, under bloody oath. 500 cattle and 500 plain black suits and brackets, <laughs> reservoir dog style. And 500 they live glasses. <laughs> Look at cheap, these cheap Chinese Ray-Ban knockoffs that have they live written on the side of them because you can't, you can't get those glasses anywhere. I've looked. They live glasses? Yeah. Can you get cheap knockoffs? You can, like, you can get promotional ones or ones that people have made that like, have they live on them. Right. Mm. I, I just want, because I think the original glasses are just dodgy $2 shop glasses that they found. So I you want, yeah, because they don't, the glass of the movie don't say the name of the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, that would have been, it would have made a lot more sense because you'd be watching and you're like, oh, that's why. Yeah, he's got those they live glasses on. It's like when they say the name of the movie in the movie, <laughs> which is a great moment in every movie, but it's just every scene. You're like, oh, here it is. <laughs> great. If anyone knows how to get the they live glasses, just normal sunglasses, let me know. Anyway, that's a this little shoey. Um, so this other guy uh, that I, that claimed claims about their men in black. So his website and YouTube, he describes himself as uh, a MyLab and operate Siberius and Arbius avatars and super soldier cyborg missions involving searches, rescues, and exterminations for Montauk and OW Ops. I've been subjected to trauma, Monarch programming and human cloning connected to military abductions and alien mind control. He's been doing YouTube streams about this for almost a decade now. Uh, and one of the early ones on his channel, he talks about how his he describes his bones as adamantium-like, like Wolverine. Yes. Um, but he then says, goes on to say that he can't say that he ever, he's ever set off a metal detector at an airport. So he doesn't know what his bones are actually made of. Um, but they, uh, he thinks his super strength is activated through hormones, which is probably all strength, right? Like all super like rage strength. Yeah. I did see him say I could be hit by a car and not be injured, but I don't want to test it. <laughs> <laughs> After a decade of building quite a large following and doing streams, uh, put up or shut up, buddy. You need to, you need to get hit by that car. Um, he also says he doesn't have any memories between the ages of six and eight. And he goes on to a lot of, say a lot of the people also don't have memories of their childhoods. And I was thinking about it, and I, I don't think my memories are 
I don't think my memories are that specific. Like I don't remember going, oh yeah, when I was six. It's just kind of an all like a vague. I don't know. Do other people have memories specific to like their ages? Oh, you know what? Now that I think, yeah, I can remember things. I can remember things that I've made stories about as well. You know, you know, I can remember being in the, you know, obviously the pipsqueaks and how many uh, adventures. How old were you, were you in the pipsqueaks? Oh, I, off the top of my head, I couldn't say. You know, like uh, seven or eight. Mm. But that's just because I know how old I was. Uh, no, I, I can't think oh, when I was six this happened. Mm. I think. And, you know, obviously, actually, let's take Salty as a, a, a test case. Can you, okay. can you remember anything? Because I'm just thinking that your brain cells may have been lesser tainted. Can I remember everything, anything about what? About your childhood, about ah. you know, specific things from when you were a child. Um, or, oh, yeah. or just general things. I remember like a few things that happened. I remember throwing a wooden mallet through a window. How old were you when you threw a wooden mallet through a window? Um, I would have been under 10. I would have been maybe eight or seven. Mm. I remember falling off a car roof when I was two. Why did you throw the mallet? Uh, I had it tied to a bit of rope, and I was swinging it around my head. Fair enough. <laughs> That's fair cool. enough. Makes sense. Did it yeah. make it? Did it go? Whoosh, 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 whoosh. Maybe I think maybe I was trying to be Thor or something. When I just like slipped out, fung, 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 smash through my bedroom window. Fair enough. Did you get in trouble? Uh, no, I don't think so. Did you construct like an elaborate scenario, which like local hoodlums had thrown the mallet through the window? Nah, I just said. I th- Accidentally threw it through the window. Like, that's fair enough. Uh, but yeah, I fell off a car roof when I was two. I remember that. Broke my arm. Do you remember it or do you just sort of remember that being like Salt Marsh family folklore? Uh, no, I, I, I remember. I, I what? actually remember what I was doing. Why were you on a car roof? Yeah, how did you get under the two? roof? Well, I was, I was playing in a garage with my cousin and my cousin was three and I was two. And he he climbed out of the car window from the like the driver's seat. He kind of... The window, like, wound the window down, climbed up onto the window ledge, and then, like, like hoisted himself up onto the roof. It's like some sort of stuntman. Yeah. And then I jumped on the windowsill to do the same thing, hoisted myself halfway up, and then fell off down to the concrete and broke my arm in, like, four places. Were you a tall three-year-old, two-year-old? Uh, yeah, I guess. I was a pretty big baby. All right. And then, uh, so I broke my arm, and I was, like, crying like crazy, and my auntie gave me a banana, and I was, I was like, oh, yeah, sick. Banana. Yeah, but bananas like, are pretty good. All right. So that's like, but that's sort of like a traumatic experience. Yeah. But can you remember like what happened the day before that? Nah. Nah, I don't think any. That's mostly people can't, right? It's mostly thing. Yeah. You mostly remember like things that happened that were major things. Like I remember uh, my friend, my next door neighbor, like I had my bike and he had his bike and he was like, oh, here, you hold both our bikes. I've got to go around the back of the thing to get the gate and a local neighborhood dickhead come by and walked by and was like oh here i'll hold your mate's bike and i was like oh you're all right go and like gave it to him and he fucked off no. oh no oh, idiot <laughs> oh i saw that coming from a fucking mile away yeah so yeah i guess you remember things that are like bad things that happened or like especially good things how old are you then uh well i moved out of that house when i was 12 and it was before so it was before that okay <laughs> Anyway, I, don't, I, I think the, the point that we were making might have been that these guys are not especially unique in that they, they're like, I don't remember anything from when I was a kid. Yeah. Well, even between this ages six to eight, like, yeah, 
I can't pinpoint what. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I remember there was like one time there was this random dead duck on the, the paddock across the road. And like one of the local kids was like, ah, a dead duck. And he like grabbed it and just fucking pulled its head off. Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> and it made a noise. It went like, <laughs> when he like, oh, when he oh. It off. Um, I can't imagine a dead duck being a very sanitary thing to play with. No. Did he know this at the time? No. We'll just cut it all. You want to you cut the whole duck thing? No, I'll leave the duck thing. We're cutting it. We'll cut it at the point where Robbo like asks for more information. I think we can safely <laughs> we can safely move on. I don't. I hope we can safely move on. <laughs> uh, so back to uh, well, back to my old mate uh, James Rink. So he recounts a conversation he's having with Tian, Tian, a 12-foot-tall research scientist. And this this alien research scientist jumps into the body of one of their friends, Adam, who he keeps on he says he doesn't want to interview Adam on screen because he I can't remember what his reasoning was, but he keeps on showing his face. And he shows like 15 different photos of this Adam kid. He looks like a scene kid from like the Late 2000s. Oh, yeah. He's like an emo super soldier. Yeah. He's got like a, that kind of longer than a Justin Bieber haircut haircut. I think he's got like a, a lip ring kind of a thing. Yeah. That whole look. And he just showed so many photos of him. And it's like, he was kind of like, I don't want him to be on camera because he you know, might be compromised. Here's his name and many photos of him. Yeah. And here's many photos of him from like probably his most embarrassing <laughs> Period (laughs) of the early to mid two thousands, but so we we all made bad choices then. Yeah, maybe. So this super soldier, uh, so this twelve foot research scientist, alien research scientist, used to inhabit the body of Adam, and then one time the phone went off and it freaked him out, and the guy talking, James, said to the alien, "Yeah, it's not like those telepathic phones you're used to." (laughs) Ha ha. So are we to believe this 12-foot intergalactic, intergalactic scientist who can inhabit the body of a bloody emo kid gets freaked out by a phone going off? Whoa, phone? What is this alien technology? Um, he also rinses at him by saying that the alien uh, gets f- saddened or, or embarrassed by the fact that Adam sits, sits up crying all night. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking hard. emo. Yeah, the alien says it's too hard to watch. Uh, I, I don't believe Adam's story, and I'll tell you why. I don't think that they would make a, an emo super soldier in, like, the third wave of emo. Like, first wave emo or yeah, second so you wave? you go first wave, yeah. Like, Ian Mackay, I could imagine being a super soldier. Yeah, that's fair. Henry Rollins? Absolutely. Super soldier? Yeah. But not, you know, not Pete Wentz or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I think in these scenarios, they don't. It's not their their physical human body. They 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 once they're there in, in Mars or wherever they're in their beefy bodies, right? I think we may have just uh, skipped a step there. So maybe, where does Mars come into it, Robo? Uh, so there's another guy who goes to Mars and claims there's a lot of wars going on. Um, I, I'll get to him soon. I think Mars comes into it a few of them though. Or other planets, at least. There was another video that he did with a psychic called Jenny Lee, 
who talks about how she predicted Trump was going to win in 2016. Yep, she was um, right. Yeah, she wasn't like she wasn't claiming that she predicted this like a decade before 2016. She c- claimed that she predicted it at like the start of the primaries. Right. So it's sort of a 50 Oh, well that's more than a 50-50, but still. Yeah, at that point like it was a lot of people were like, "Oh god, this could happen." Hmm. Uh we I don't think anyone was convinced it would happen, but it was certainly on the cards. Uh but then she claims like so they're not even that fanciful claims. But she say she said those claims have now been wiped off the internet by rival psychics, so you can't find them anywhere. What you can find is claims that Trump would win in twenty twenty, <laughs> which rival psychics have not wiped off the internet. That, well, they wouldn't, would they? Oh no, they'd probably plant them. Maybe they've switched the dates around. There was another guy that was super soldiered at Montauk. Again, this is from the same James Rink channel. He was related to the French, uh, old school French bloodlines, which is why the super soldiers were really into him, because he was had like good white blood, basically, as in white people blood, European blood. And he's like, I, I think it's because they're into white supremacy. And now they've made him psychic, and he's a hybrid reptilian. So that guy's got a lot going on as well. Mm. They've all got a lot going on. Um, so the Mars guy, this is Randy Kramer. He goes by the pseudonym Captain K, and he was only four years old when he went into the Super Soldier program uh, through another program called Project Moonshadow, one of approximately 300 girls and boys who were covertly drafted to bo- participate in the program. Although girls only compromised 20% of the group, a male-female ratio that may remain consistent during his entire 20 years with the SSP. That seems like a weird little thing to add in, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit weird. Anyway. Yeah, so a lot of uh, stuff that he was trained in a secret space program. Yeah, they were trained on the moon. Yeah, he he went back to the moon. So when he was 17, he was sent off. And then he enlisted back in the military because he, he couldn't remember anything. Uh, it was all suppressed. And so then, but it was, it was one specific requirement was implemented into his mind that he shouldn't he shouldn't join the military, but he did anyway. Uh, and he joined the Navy, but then a fake priest drugged him with a roofied bottle of Snapple. And he was taken to the moon where his body was completely rebuilt to fix the problem. Uh, he was then paraded around the government Official around government officials to show off how much of a super soldier he was and then put into gladiator fights. When he was put back on Earth, he had a vision where Jesus told him to leave the Navy. Uh, he believed the vision was planted in his mind, he f- but he faked suicidal thoughts anyway to get out of the Navy. This is coming from the Unbelievable Wiki, which is a bit of a summary of all those things. There's a lot going on there. There is. And also, you don't have to fake suicidal thoughts. Just uh, pull on clinger. Start wearing a dress or whatever. That didn't help Klinger, though. No, that's true. Um, and he wasn't in the Navy. <clears throat> Project Moonshadow mm. was supposed to be a program, a MyLab program to create super soldiers without uh, the, tr- the trauma-based methods of previous super soldier programs, right? Mm. Mm. Is it not a little bit traumatic to make someone a child soldier anyway? <laughs> like, I, don't know if they, I don't know if they fully thought it through. Yeah. That's a, probably a pretty traumatic thing to do. Is, to, is that what the Cat Stevens song's about? 
That's what all of Cat Stevens' songs are about. Where Where do the children play? Because mm. we've taken them all to Mars and putting them through a super soldier program. Um, he also they had a uh, telepathic communication where all three hundred of them could could uh, communicate via electronic telepathy, and he would be trained at weeks. Wait, electronic telepathy? Like, yes, like just a phone. <laughs> well, no, but it's in your brain. And oh, right. your that's mind's the, directly connected. That's just, well, if it's in your brain, that's just telepathy. What makes um, it? What made it electronic? Or did they put a chip in your head? Yeah, it was a chip, an implanted device. I, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I'm, to Project Moonshadow, I apologise. Um, and apparently he would be trained at weeks at a stretch and then transported through time to when he was first taken. So, like, we just kept on living that same time, Groundhog Day style, but he came back stronger each time and tougher each time. Kind of like the uh, Tom Cruise movie. Risky business. <laughs> the moon base has been established since 1953. Uh but he was going between there and Mars and he was helping defend the five human settlements on the red planet. Uh, also, while he was there, there was a lot of different ETs on Mars. There was like 50 species of extraterrestrials and they were divided into two color codes to tell if they were good or bad. It doesn't say how they were divided. Uh, were these native to Mars or were these so they wouldn't be extraterrestrial? If yeah, they no. I think they were just... They'd washed just in. Wor- They'd have drifted in. Yeah. They were, uh, he learned this from an extraterrestrial biological entity, or an EBE. Uh, so some of the people that lived on Mars with him, uh, the Green, which is good, Vegans, Taucetians, Betelgeusians, and Centauri of Alpha Centauri. Anyway, the bad guys are Alpha Draconians, um, which are conniving and often pit the different species against each other. Mm. Uh, they were responsible for the grand accident where they ambushed the Mars Defence Force. There's Zeta Reticulian Greys, the secret government, but they're actually mm. called Whites. Ooh. And the non-corporeal corporeal, amorphous aliens that can change shape. They aren't always solid. How fucked up is that? Question mark. <laughs> Um, I also read somewhere about tiny ones that, that were really strong that lived there as well. Tiny little aliens. That's cute. Yeah, a little bit of daubs. Um, so that's uh, Randy Kramer. He's done a few podcasts and everything as well. Again, all of these people have hours and hours of content for you to enjoy. <laughs> the last person I looked at was Alenia the Star Traveller. And she poses a good question. Do you want to hear this question? Have mm-hmm. we come across her before? It does ring a bell, doesn't it? Yeah, her name's really familiar. She didn't seem familiar. Right. And, I mean, again, she does cover a lot of ground, but it all seemed to be super soldier related. Okay. But she, uh, so, she had the option of getting the neural link that I discussed earlier, where she could just know everything and everyone, or get super speed and super strength. And I guess before we find out what she chose, what would you guys choose? What was my first choice again? The neural link, so you can tune into everyone's thoughts and know everything. I can tune out of them as well, though, right? Yeah, I think that's implied. Or super strength. Super speed and strength. Oh, yeah, speed and strength. Come on. So I could just run very fast around everyone and ask them, you know, what's up? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go with super speed and super strength. Yeah, that that is the right answer. Wait, 
It, it, because, it, tell, me, <laughs> tell me what you're thinking. No, I'll fucking super- I'll smash them with my super strength. Yeah. And if they're a better fighter than me, I'll fucking run away with them from them with my super speed. Yeah, exactly. And everyone knows that running really fast is the funnest thing. If you just run the fastest, you're yeah. having the most fun. Usain Bolt always is having a good time. Yeah. Imagine if you're way faster than Usain Bolt. Your bloody endorphins to be pinging. Yeah. Are the options that she has been given not just the superpowers uh, offered to the children of Wanda Maximoff in the House of M <laughs> comics? Now on TV as WandaVision? Oh, I don't know. I haven't read or seen yeah, that. Either. People the, be talking, though. Everyone's going on about it, yeah. Have you I watched had, it, Cam? I have. You checked it out. Yeah, it's good. What is it on Disney? Yeah, it's on Disney. I just finished watching uh, Black Sails. Was that a pirate? Pirate thing? show? Yeah. How'd Bloody, that go? Really good. Bloody good. You should watch it. Uh, I'm, I'm too cool for that. I'm currently working on Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost finished, so I'm probably ready for a new show. So, super this is you rewatching Silicon Valley, though, right? No, I'd only ever seen bits and pieces of it over the years, and always <laughs> really enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, and I finally sat down and watched it all. And look, I'm not going to lie, had a bloody good time doing it. Yeah, I think I've seen it all. It ends where that guy like fuck. Ah, hang on, I haven't finished yet. Ah, okay. <laughs> I'm like two or three episodes away. You're, oh, so, you <laughs> you're so keen on dropping spoilers in this episode. <laughs> I was close. I believe I said I'm almost finished at some point as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, I'm keen to talk about it once we're done. Okay. Uh, she also, before we move on to swoop the wrapping this up camo, she also claims that the moon is actually some sort of spaceship, but the, yeah. the engines were damaged when it arrived in our solar system, uh, and the planetary, planetary corporations are working out to try fix them. Um, there is also a network of bases and bioengineering labs under Dulce, New Mexico, in Area 51. And ETs are working with human scientists and military personnel to create ET human hybrids, breeding programs, and cloning. She uh, also does a lot of presentations as well. Um, I'll just give a quick recap of some of her presentations. They discuss Mars bases, cybernetic labs, smart suits, holographic medical pods, portable medich units, interplanetary corporate conglomerate secret space program assets, uh, all sorts of stuff like that. So go. I know we said, but, you know, I made that comment before about, you know, YouTube said they were going to get rid of this stuff. There's so much QAnon-y stuff in there. There's, you know, Mm. children in underground bases. There's heaps of it is like the building blocks of QAnon. But it's almost like they're the other side of the QAnon thing. Because they are the children in the bases, and they are the super soldiers. Yeah, but uh, I think that this is a, all this stuff predates QAnon. You know what I thought was weird? You know that um, that what's that mill phrase that they use? M- my labs. Yeah, I yeah we've been looking at this stuff for a while. This podcast's been going for four years. I don't think I've ever seen the phrase my lab before. <laughs> there's a lot in here that I is news to me. But yeah, but I think the there's te- a lot in here. Have we been doing this looking for at this four stuff- years? Yeah, <laughs> looking at all this stuff, it was like so much of this is just the precursor to QAnon, and we've talked about some of the other precursors to QAnon, but this is definitely in there, and they probably should do something about it because this stuff, like we talked about it with the targeted individuals, there is a dangerous side to it. Mm. But all of these people, or for the most part, the ones that I watched, didn't seem to be wanting to do anything about it. 
No, but there are there are people who <laughs> incorporate this into their own delusion and then do something about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm less inclined to be worried about this because <laughs> they have achieved. They've amassed nothing but lots and lots of YouTube streams. Yeah, I think we need to look into how they've managed to do this. <laughs> Why? Do you- because they've some of these people are incredibly successful. Anyway, yeah, so, yeah. The, where are these hits coming from? That's that's a massive question. Yeah, unless the hits are coming from the clones, mm. and is that is that allowed to just get all of the clone to MK to just send out an MK Ultra trigger to all of your clones? Go watch my YouTube video. <laughs> is it that that seems like it's gaming the algorithm? Anyway, uh, hey, you know you know what YouTube video came back on my recommended this week? What's that? Harmony Corinne yeah, same. on David Letterman. <laughs> same. I cannot get rid of that video. And I think I think I worked out when it keeps coming back, and it's when I watch uh, Heavy Metal Parking Lot. Right. Which I watch somewhat frequently, maybe once a year. Why did I and get I, it? I think, did you got it recently? Yeah. Yeah, just like a yeah. day or so ago. Did you watch Heavy Metal Parking no. Lot recently? Mm. Harmony Corinne on. It's not even that good. Anyway, I got one about a seal that farts. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's like 10 years old. But it's like, why? Oh, because you know, you've been watching all that seal farting content. Yeah. Do, you know what else, do you know what else I got? I went and saw a film the other night about uh, the relationship between Christian evangelicals and Israel. Mm. And it's a, it's a complicated relationship. I can imagine. Uh, because, you know, obviously the evangelicals want Israel to succeed for end times prophecy reasons and so their end goal is for you know all of the jews in israel to either convert to christianity or to be killed which some would say is slightly (laughs) anti-semitic but on the other hand they um Mm. they have a very weird relationship (laughs) uh anyway i get home from seeing this movie chuck on youtube and my very first like pre-roll ad is this weird jews for jesus christians in israel thing (laughs) I hadn't looked up anything about the movie. Bought the ticket like a month ago, so it was not like I'd recently Googled anything. Very weird. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm. But if you had bought the ticket, it might have farmed the date of the movie you were going to go see. Is it that off? No, I don't. Off the ticket. That seems like that seems like it's a bit weird, right? Unless it's, and I don't think that like surely the Jews for Jesus people don't have the 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 good deal (laughs) with their Google ads. Yeah, like the the complication of getting that to happen is, I don't think really like there's no there doesn't seem to be the effort wouldn't be worth the juice wouldn't be worth the squeeze so yeah. to speak. Oh, that wasn't a pun. That wasn't a yeah, pun. Yeah, why are you squeezing the juice? <laughs> Jeez, I feel like it might have been just one of those weird coincidences that makes you think there's something a lot weirder going on. Yeah. But then it's like it's such a weird coincidence. It's a very specific ad to get. Like, why are the juice for Jesus people? Suddenly marketing themselves <laughs> so yeah. heavily. Because they've got a film out. Well, it was not a pro Jews for Jesus film. Man, no, good point. Oh, there's a film out against them then. Well, it wasn't even about them. It wasn't It wasn't about Jews for Jesus. It was about the fact that, like, the right wing of Israel takes, like, a lot of support from these people that do, in the end, want to see them dead. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so we talked about Super Soldiers 
with this stuff, but there are also some real life examples of super soldiers. There are. Or uh, at least real life examples of people trying to make super soldiers. Yeah, I watched some um, sweet US military animation about super soldiers. And it was it was like a bad anime where they they showed like animation of the the suit looking all cool. <laughs> was and this then, an, an an animation by the US military? Yeah, absolutely. Was this uh, was the point of the animation that we have never experimented on humans to create super soldiers? But <laughs> I think it was because they were announcing the super sol- super suit super soldier thing. This is like an exoskeleton thing, right? Yeah, yeah, a tactical assault light operator suit or Talos. Um, and it shows how cool the suit's looking, and then it shows a wooden door, which is a bit tame when you think about it. It looked like a plywood door. You could animate a better door. <laughs> uh, and a whole bunch of guns fixed on it. I'd say Kalishnikovs fixed on the door. And then, oh, my God, gun nerds, if, you, if you've if seen it and you know that they're not Kalishnikovs, at me because that's funny. <laughs> um and then the super soldier bursts through the door and the, the guns are bow, 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 and the bullets are just flying off his body. <laughs> and it sucked, but it was also kind of cool. <laughs> um, so this was announced by President Barack Obama. Um, he said that basically he's there to announce we're building Iron Man and everyone laughed. <laughs> Uh, but he was serious because this is from the BBC. He was serious. The US military had begun work on the project, the protective suit. Um, the video game like promotional video showed the wearer bursting in on an enemy cell, bullets ricocheting off the armor. So Barack Obama used this video. <laughs> it's also fucking awful that, like, he's, he, the US gets up there with, you know, the beloved President Barack Obama and it's like, yeah, we're building this thing to just go and do our wars and was like yeah classic <laughs> just like in the movies ah, awesome so obama gets up there yep noted communist slash egyptian slash reptilian barack obama yeah gets up there says oh we're, we're making iron man and the name of this thing is talos aka ben mendelson's reptilian character in the bloody marvel movies Mm. Then have, has anyone picked up on this? There was a lot of Marvel movie references in all of this, uh, but they would all go over my head, so I don't know. <laughs> Bloody scrolls. Did you guys see the um, the video of Adam Savage when he 3D printed that Iron Man suit out of fucking titanium? And then no. he got uh, this dude. You know the guy who has those, that jetpack system where he has things on his hands? Yeah. <laughs> and he like, flies around with that? He got that guy... To wear his Iron Man suit and fly around with it like like Iron Man, basically. And it looked fucking badass as fuck. That's pretty cool. And then they did a bunch of tests on his titanium Iron Man suit. And it turns out that it's bulletproof and, like, bombproof. So, it, it yeah. technically is, like, an Iron Man suit. So that was pretty cool. You know what I am somewhat sick of hearing about as if it's the craziest thing in the world? What's that? That... The two guys from Mythbusters aren't friends. <laughs> I swear it comes up on the internet and, and massive, like, oh, my God, yeah. once a year. A big and, but you'll never guess which stars didn't get along. Yeah. Like, I, I know. I, I really don't care. <laughs> anyway. So the uh, US apparently dismantled this, um, this program or stopped this program because it just didn't work. Um, just the technology wasn't there. 
But then now people are claiming that China are doing it, but they're doing it using modified DNA. Right. Um, It was based primarily on, there is a report saying it was based primarily on comments from Chinese military strategists. Um, It's all very worded like quite loomy and, you know, all the the Chinese, um, they're using gene editing to uh, create these super soldiers. Right. Which is such stark contrast to the US coming out and saying, hey, we're doing this. And everyone's like, ha ha, you've like the movies. I'm, I'm mad. China are doing it. Ooh. Ooh. Captain America, no, Captain Beijing. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> we're bloody, they're bloody brainwashed. Yeah. Also, I feel like the future of warfare is not, you know, dickheads shooting at each other. No. <laughs> like no, absolutely is not. It's sort of moved beyond that. Quite a while ago, we can we can really do damage by not leaving our house. Yes, yeah. now it's the nerds in VR glasses and fucking Logitech joysticks. Yeah, yeah. The effort to build an army of DNA modified super soldiers mm. is just a ridiculous amount of work when you can just build a drone. Yeah, yeah, and also you're not going. It's of no benefit to the empires of either America or China. To have a handy army of people who are incredibly strong, who you only have like sort of basic control over, mm. like it does, it's of no great benefit to them. But if we even bring it back to the conspiracy theory stuff we were talking about before, of what benefit was it to create these people and to traumatize them? <laughs> <laughs> like you're just setting yourself up for a problem down the track. Are you, Cam, is what you're saying? Or the question you're posing is war. What, what is, is it the good, good for? for? <laughs> the, well, the question I'm sort of posing is like, would a country like China or the Absolutely United States nothing. really want to have a bunch of super strong people, but then also just have their own regular army? Like what happens if the super soldier people go off them? I guess is my point. Are there any movies about such things? I'm sure there are. Yeah. You know, you know, you guys know about the original Super Soldiers, right? Luke Devereaux and Andrew Scott. <laughs> Tell me more. A couple of Vietnam vets sacrificed by their country and uh, reanimated from the dead to be Super Soldiers. You know that documentary, right? <laughs> yeah, Universal Soldier. One of them. Uh, one of them was strangely Swedish. Yeah. Never really answered why. That's that's the only thing that makes me think they might do it because I'm sure there's people in the US military who would look at that movie and be like, "We can't do this." But then there'd be other people who'd be like, "It's fine. He was Swedish. That wouldn't happen to us." <laughs> uh, Swedes, they're bloody socialists. Um, but like, I mean, the US military was trying to do it up until very recently, so they must think that it's. Sorry, I've just Googled Dolph Lundgren and uh, it's Dolph Lundgren, the top results of Wikipedia. The second, uh, it's got people also ask, what is the IQ of Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> <laughs> what, ca- what comes up when you search for that? Uh, I'm going to go through to the next question. He's a smart motherfucker uh, though. What is Ivan, oh, sorry, was Ivan Drago a real boxer? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Dolph with Lundgren, a reported IQ, IQ of 160. Yeah. Attended MIT on a Fulbright scholarship. 
He also did university in Australia for a while, doing like chemical engineering or something. Yeah, he got his masters. Well, shall we leave it there, gentlemen? Leave it there on the, the fact the- that Dolph Lundgren rules. Yeah, actual super soldier. Yeah. Uh, where can people find us? They can find us on Twitter at Hypothepod. We're on Facebook, and we are of course on Patreon, where you can uh, sign up and get yourself access to some tasty buttons and things, but also a weekly news show. Yeah. And thank you to Tammy and Vanessa, our cooked thirty-three dollars sponsors, for your support. Thank you. Thank you, Robo. Where can they find you, mate? You can get me at. L of time, L of time dot com. Uh, two more questions. When I clicked on what is the IQ of Dolph Lundgren, were what is Bill Gates's IQ and what is James Franco's IQ? I'll leave that to the listener to find out for themselves. Yep. Salty, where do people find you? Uh, you can find me at Saltmarsh on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, AndrewSaltmarsh.com has links to all my other stuff. And you can get me at Sexenheimer. Gather around me is my other podcast, and my radio show is on 3CR on Thursday afternoons. Yeah, nah, Passeran. You can find that on all the podcast places as well. Check it well, out. Cam, just yeah. a note on that. Uh, Emma is becoming an avid fan of that uh, show. She's a big fan. Oh, good. Well, she can look forward to some, you know, quite grim uh, Indonesian genocide stuff on our next episode. Can't wait. Oh, and also, just let me jump back uh, to something earlier in the show. Apparently, the glasses in They Live are vintage Ray-Ban drifters. Yeah, you can't get them anywhere anymore. anymore. Bye. 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 Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. I said, don't worry about a thing. Except maybe the fluoride in our water supply contains mind altering drugs. About a thing Except whether or not Port Arthur was a false flag operation In which to disarm Australia I said don't worry About a thing I accept You can definitely hear John Lennon say I buried Paul at the end of Strawberry Fields forever Don't worry About a thing Except not only did Bush do 9-11, but he also keeps the planes out in Area 51, which, let's not forget where all of the aliens are. Don't worry about a thing, except Donald Trump is clearly a woman and you're just blind if you can't see that. Why don't you...